my for some reason my phone always names my recordings after my location but the gps is off so they're all named the friendly thai which is a thai restaurant down the street from me <laughs> but it's like the friendly thai oh, and then fun. whatever number <laughs> makes makes me hungry i just imagine it being like your feelings on the friendly thai like your opinions about it <laughs> <recording>. <laughs> yeah yeah, you have hours and hours worth of thoughts on the friendly I tie. <laughs> I have thoughts, I have feelings. <laughs> okay, I got a great song to sing for the intro. Ooh, okay. Saba, we always start with this really, okay. really funny bit where we sing a song. It's Were really you funny. Sing a song. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny, okay. right? It is. It's great. <laughs> All right. The sun'll come out. Tomorrow, Whoa. bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow Is it'll that all be you know? sunny. <laughs> that was a really yeah, beautiful you... part of that movie. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what? That was in the movie. Wait, what part of that movie was? Wait, when? Little, I've watched this movie twice now. The, I miss the, it. His aunt sings it for the whole family at Thanksgiving. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that was a touching moment. <laughs> There's a lot of songs I could have sung from this. I was thinking of doing yeah. Rock and Robin. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Rock and Robin. Tweet, tweet, tweet. I was thinking you do Sign Sealed Delivered because it's in the movie and it also is a song about mail. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's a good that's point. That's funny. <laughs> or I like the use of dreams in the movie. But can I say Somewhere Over the Rainbow yeah. also? The opening mm. song in the movie is so weird. I remember the first time I watched it. Yeah, okay, it. can we talk about the opening song? <laughs> like, why? Like, I'm so... Yeah. It's w- so weird. It's so strange. I don't... Wait, but I'll wait till, like, you guys do your opening for the show. and then No, 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 please. We love, oh, we no, love like, going okay. straight in. Yeah, there's, like, really no structure. <laughs> it was just... I think that it was just, like, so jarring because every other... We're talking about the Cranberries, right? No, like, that not song? the Cranberries song. Oh, okay. I thought that was a... No, I'm talking the very opening when they're, like... Sh- oh, like, the animation. And it's, like, if we were cats and dogs and best friends. <laughs> yes. It's, like, a weird Randy Newman knockoff or something. Yeah. I, like yeah and there's like this animation of like digital land yeah. and how we're all but the like digital not, people like, oh i love uh, that it does it doesn't really make any sense i don't know <laughs> it's just it, a you really... don't think the song fits the little like reconstruction of new york or whatever that they did nope it doesn't fit anything like go back and listen <laughs> to that song i remember the first time i watched it which was with sab we were both like what I'm like, why? I don't know. It's very strange to me. Um, do we want to say who we are? Yeah. And what we are. <laughs> and oh, wait, we- I should do. Yeah, I should do that. Hey, welcome okay. to the podcast called <laughs> Is It Whack? This is a podcast where we talk about movies and debate their whackness. Wacky. We're in the midst of a mini series called Is It Whack.net, where we're talking about movies about the internet. That's because if you're listening to this way in the future, we are in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. We're all in our houses interacting via the internet. So we've turned to movies to figure out, hey, what can we learn about being on the internet? And we're talking about movies that are about the internet. And today we have a very special guest. Wait, drum roll. Hi. 
<laughs> Actually, the first guest Hi, ever on our show. The first guest. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. Really? <laughs> An honor. <laughs> um, hi, my name is Saba Akhtar. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> hey, welcome. Welcome. How are you welcome doing? Show. Thank you. Wait, but how are you doing? Yeah. Oh, how am I yeah, doing? Yeah, this is a I'm really good. important question. <laughs> okay, I'm good. I um, I just baked some ginger snap, not ginger snap, ginger molasses cookies, mm. oh. um, which was really fun. Um, and yeah, I, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know, COVID quarantine. It's like every day is different. Every day you're like, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. How's it different <laughs> yeah. for you? I feel like they're all the same to me. Like they're, they're like blurring together. Really? Okay. I feel like some days I wake up and I'm like, huh, like it's, I'm like, I feel okay. And I'm like feeling grateful of like friends and whatever that I have. Mm -hmm. And then some days I'm like, so fucking bored (laughs) and like (laughs) want to die a little bit. Or like some days I'm sad and like, uh, it's like getting harder with like the weather getting better, you know? Yeah. 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 I feel that's just, I feel like physically it feels like every day is the same and I'm on this treadmill, but definitely emotionally Mm -hmm. I, I go in waves there was when we talked about the Truman Show episode yeah. a couple of weeks ago, or when we talked about the Truman Show. That was a day where I felt oh, so bad. God. <laughs> really? Yeah, but the Truman Show made me feel so much better. Aww. It was great. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm glad. And okay. then uh, I'm, I can only track my emotions based off of the movies I watched on what days I watched. So today, <laughs> mm-hmm. you got mail. Yeah, I think it was. I felt pretty good during the watching of the. Yeah, someone interrupt me, please. During the but <laughs> the but the, 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 the. It's pretty <laughs> lovely. It's like. It's kind of nice to. It's like a. It's a fun, like pleasant watch. Mm-hmm. You know, I found. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, Saba? Do you want to tell us the first time you ever saw you've got mail and like? Yeah. And like my relationship to it yeah. and stuff. Yes, please. Sure. Um, so I watched it. The first time I watched it was maybe I was like probably like fifteen or sixteen, and I just like it was just on TV and. I didn't realize Wait, by that time sorry. that I actually... A movie on TV? I don't I know. think that's allowed. Like on cable. <laughs> that's, isn't that unimaginable That's now? what TV is for. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think that I really liked Nora Ephron films at that time. Like I, they hit something in me that was really like fun. And because she always really talks about like early, like, like I don't know, or, like... Um, young adults who are like in the city and I think I just wanted to be a young adult in the city you know (laughs) yeah for sure I was like 16 and like in the suburbs and um and yeah I really liked it when I first watched it and I thought like that was like the first Tom Hanks and um Meg Ryan joint I ever watched and I thought they were really charming in it like I think they're both very charming actors and yeah that's like a relationship I do have different feelings about it now but yeah, that's how I feel. How about you guys? Are they in multiple movies together? Yeah, they're in Sleepless in Seattle together. Ooh. Also um, a Nora think... Ephron flick. Yeah, also a Nora Ephron. They're in a lot of. I think they're in like a lot of Nora Ephron. No, I'm making that up. <laughs> well, two I is a lot. Like they were both just two. prominently featured though, like in those kinds of movies at that time. So it's yeah. like it 
feels like they're both staples of like rom-coms of that era so yeah. it feels like they've been in a lot of movies together even <laughs> if they haven't mm. yeah i think they've only been in those two but you think that they belong together in some way yeah, <laughs> Dude, yeah. it's like um i don't know in like uh bollywood culture like when I was growing up, there were like these uh, two like lead actors and like this lead two lead actors, uh, Shah Rukh Khan and Gajo, and they were like in every movie together to the point where you like kind of thought they were like, or I thought they were kind of married, right. like at the like because they were just so always together, and that's kind of like how I felt about uh, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. I think <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool. I like when two actors just get so like in 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 you know connected mm-hmm. that yeah. it becomes like uh yeah. you can only their think brand. Of them together yeah I feel like like they're branded Affleck. by each other i like that with timothy chalamet and saoirse ronan oh together. yeah yeah oh yeah oh what a pairing for me for my little heart <laughs> oh i want them to, to be like, in lanky, everything together forever. Kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. and they just grow up together that'd be so cute to watch them grow up together uh-huh. yeah oh <laughs> uh I had never seen this movie before uh, three hours ago. Uh, mm. The only Nora Ephron movie I had seen was Bewitched, which I, for some reason, watched over and over when I was in, like, I don't know, when did that come out? I might have been in, like, grade six. I think it came out before that, but I it remember did. watching it over and over again for some reason. I loved Will Ferrell at the time, and um, I can't recall if that was a good movie. Please, I- someone tell me. <laughs> I watched it like a year ago and I know it has really bad Rotten Tomatoes score but I like I loved it when I was younger and a kid um and I I still liked it I think that Nicole Kidman uh and Will Ferrell are charming leads I don't know it it makes me happy but it's not like the best movie ever made but it's I liked it I feel like that's like a Nora Ephron like staple where like her leads are so charming, but like right. the story feels kind of lackluster to me. <laughs> what other movies could... has she done? Like, what are her? Sleepless in Seattle, um, she Julie did, and uh, Julia. When Harry met Sally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a. I looked her up. She's a journalist too. Like that's the thing that pops up for her. Yeah. What's her? Story? Yeah, right. I was like, what? <laughs> Before filmmaker. Yeah, she's making so many movies. Yeah. Um, I I do kind of think that like. I mean, uh, uh, I think you're right that a good charming star or a good charming couple, especially in a rom-com, yeah. like that's the most important thing for me, especially because most rom-coms, like you're hitting the same kind of beats. It's the same idea. It's like mm-hmm. the, the meet cute and then, oh, will they, won't they? And then eventually they will. And then there's some kind of breakup. And then they're, this is structurally a bit yeah. different than that. But it's like most rom-coms are structured pretty much exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So it's like on the strength of how much you really want them to be together yeah. and how much you like the two of them that like propels a movie like that. Exactly. I, I think the chemistry of the leads is just one of the most important things that like you can yeah. kind of like yeah. put like a so-so movie and like just have it supported by that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause I don't necessarily know if I like think, um, I think they're both very like beautiful, attractive people in like terms of Hollywood, but they're not like, like, uh, Avengers beautiful you know what I mean yeah. so right. it's kind of like you need to have like a little bit of charm and personality to kind of make the rom-com work yeah yeah I am um, I saw it for the first time yesterday I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever seen Tom Hanks in like a romantic role I feel like I've only seen him like is he, he's in Toy Story right 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hello, Bo Peep. He's a romantic. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> kind. Yeah, I guess so. I've never seen him as the lead of a rom-com. It was very interesting. I was like, dang, these people people are swooning over Tom Hanks. Definitely back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Tom Hanks' is dad. I don't. It's yeah. confusing. It is. It is. Um, but yeah, I, I liked the movie. It was, it was a nice time. Very sweet. Very sweet watch. I saw this movie a few months ago because I there's a podcast I really like a different podcast from this one um and excuse they, me <laughs> you listen to like other one podcasts <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um they did an episode on you've got mail because um you've got mail is based off of like Barnes and Nobles moving into the like West Village um where Nora Ephron lived and the closure of all her like favorite local bookstores. Like it's based on a true story, but then they turned it into like a romance plot. Whoa. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was like really interested in the kind of the story behind the film. So I watched it with Seb a few months ago and then I rewatched it this morning. Mm. And I have... I have thoughts about the movie that we'll talk about. <laughs> what? That was so suspicious. What kind it's of not thought? supposed to be suspicious. I'm sorry. I, have I also have thoughts. <laughs> Ooh, who wants to summarize it? Oh, oh my gosh, so Seb's not here. Saba, we always have this segment called uh, Seb's Summary Corner. Seb Brick takes a lot of joy oh. out of uh, summarizing movies. It's pretty much his favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Aww. <laughs> but he's not no. here. No. Mm-hmm. Would you so... like to summarize it? Do you want me to? Okay. <laughs> is that okay? I mean, Saba, your name is the closest to Seb's. That's what I was thinking. It is. It is the closest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Hopefully I can uh, hold up to Seb. Seb oh, is it's not a corner. high bar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you remember when Seb insisted on summarizing Total Recall and then forgot the part where he goes to Total Recall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he forgot that that was part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. Okay, remember when okay, he tried um... to summarize Sausage Party and he forgot that there were sausages in the movie? <laughs> Don't get me started on the villain. I like this like <laughs> section. I like this section of um, you guys just remembering how Seb summarizes things. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is is it wax summary corner of Seb summary corner? Yes, yes. <laughs> of Seb wow. summary corner. <laughs> but you've got mail. What is that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, Okay, You Got Mail starts in New York in, I'm going to say 1998, because it is filmed in 1998, and they never say that it's a different time. Yeah. Um, And so uh, there's Meg Ryan, who lives with her partner, who is, like, 
has weird boomer vibes and uh, is literally like, the Unabomber. Like he does. You know what he is? Yeah. You know yeah. like the Unabomber. Okay, so I like sorry that to character. Sidetrack, but the first time I watched the movie, the minute he started talking about being anti-technology, I was like, wow, he sounds exactly yeah. like the Unabomber. Um, and I kept saying it. And then in the movie, someone makes a joke about him being the Unabomber. Really? Yeah. And I was like, I called it like. Yeah. I don't remember that but joke. Like also, when did that happen? Everyone like comments movie. about how he's kind of a weirdo. Yeah. He has like major incel-y vibes going on. <laughs> like crazy. incel before incel. He just is like, yeah. technology is the, yeah, the death of civilization and like. That's the first thing he says yeah. when he's on screen, I swear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a total narcissist. Yeah. And like. After. The, yeah. That's sorry, the sorry, Bomber's whole manifesto is anti-technology. Well, the first thing he says is uh, he rags on the game Solitaire. He yeah. says that it's... Uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine a whole workplace not actually not getting work done because of Solitaire? Oh, my God. I mean, it's not wrong, though. The amount of hours that my mom logged on Solitaire... I mean, she's still got stuff done. I don't want to rag on my mom. But, yeah. You know, I mean, she's a big Solitaire. Yeah, we can't fan. hate on Solitaire. your mom. No, I, I love Just... my mom. Solitaire's fine. <laughs> I just can't imagine that game having like the attention grabbing quality of like a Candy Crush today. Like it was distracting yeah. the whole workforce. What? I don't, that was surprising. But I guess I, did that I think happen? It did though. Like that was like one of those early computer games. Yeah. That it was on every computer, and it was like people love so much so computer much. solitaire. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch a video on this game. You know, it reminds me of that scene in Lady Bird when they're having the really big fight in the living room and the dad's just playing solitaire on the computer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Sorry, we've completely um, sorry, I'm getting. Wait, can I say, no, can I say okay. one other thing about that, that <laughs> yeah. guy? I know yeah. This is, yeah, yeah, you sure. said like one <laughs> sentence of the summary, but I just... <laughs> uh, I thought that... The, I actually kind of liked that boyfriend uh uh plot line because uh, i thought at first like you think he's a total dingle right you think that he's just like uh this this whack whatever but then everyone starts talking about how he's some like genius reporter and i'm mm -hmm. like what's going on with this guy and he opens <laughs> up this kind of interesting conversation later on in the movie about like politics interacting with dating that yeah. i thought was like mm -hmm. pretty interesting and then their breakup was fairly mature they just realized like yeah we should be right okay for each other, but we're not but also, what I agree funny... with you, but <laughs> no, no, go no, ahead. No, 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 you started, you go. No, 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 I just like, I just felt like I was like, this entire movie, like, leads to me on the fact that they're both with other people and their breakups are so anticlimactic to me <laughs> that I was just kind of like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah. you just decide not to be with these people. <laughs> Which is like, in real life, very mature and very good. But like, in like a rom-com, you're like cool yeah. <laughs> no drama you want something like ah yeah I, yeah like, we don't love each other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's supposed to kind of like explain why one they're like in this chat room talking to each other in the first place and then also like the conflict i think it's weird that they even had other spouses because the reason that they can't be together or there's a conflict is because of the business aspect like i feel like it was almost exactly like they're that's true 
that's what I felt like. I was like, it was a kind of, it would have been different if they were like trying to date other people during the movie. Maybe I should just do the summary. <laughs> no, no, no. Go on, go on, go um, on. Like, You're in the midst okay. of the thought. I want to hear it. Okay. Like, it would have been, like, I guess interesting if, like, they were trying to meet other people and, like, met, like, if she, like, I, I feel like the fact that she started off dating him and he's, like, so close to her that, like, he lives with her and there's, like, weird sneaky music when she tries to, like, email, <laughs> like, Tom Hanks and stuff. But, like, if they just, like, met and she was, like, oh, I should hit it off with this guy, but it's not working, I feel like I would have had a better, like, I would have liked him more, I would have, like, cared about his character more, maybe, but just, like, the way that they were in, like, these, like, really flimsy relationships from the get-go it just I was like why do I care about these characters that you've brought into like yeah but I will say Polly Parker's very funny in this like she's very funny um she plays like I think that's her name Poser Parker Posey Parker Parky po- what's her name <laughs> who is that Parker yeah. Posey. <laughs> Posey I got the Parker. Names <laughs> she's so funny um please edit out that I called her Polly Parker <laughs> that is definitely a toy <laughs> yeah Polly Pocket <laughs> Is that Tom Hanks' wife? Yeah, girlfriend. (laughs) Okay, hey, so I just got to jump in here real quick to say uh, at this part, uh, Hannah's audio cut out uh, for about half an hour. So I'm just going to still put in, you know, what the three of us said. uh, And, you know, if there's some moments where it's kind of like we jump from point to point. And also, if you're wondering... Hey, where did Hannah go for half an hour? Um, well, that explains it. But yeah, just so you know, like, especially after Fartgate from last week, uh, Hannah's disappearance here has nothing to do with a fart. Uh, I just want to make that clear. I think Hannah would appreciate me making that clear. So um, it was just technical difficulties. And uh, you'll hear from her again in about half an hour. All right. Hope you enjoy uh, the rest of uh, this episode. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah so much from the yeah, from the start. Beginning, <laughs> she's like kind of like brash, but also so is mm-hmm. he. They're the like, same person. You know, like, They're the same person. Yeah. yeah, but that's but that's the idea, though, right? Like, uh, I don't think it really fully works in the movie because there's no tension to these relationships. But I think the idea is what you just said, Funky, that like the two of them, um, Parker Posey and Tom Hanks as well as uh, Meg Ryan and her partner. What's his name? Greg Kinnear's character, yeah. Like, the two of them, those pairs are supposed to be, like, so entwined, and you should have this idea that, like, oh, well, obviously these people would like each other because they're so similar, but really, opposites attract. And I don't think that's a terribly, like, interesting (laughs) idea, but I think that that is the point. It's, like, they are... uh, Yeah. They are, just because they should be happy and right for each other doesn't mean that that actually leads to true happiness i yeah it's so uncomfortable when you're beside like a tinder date that's clearly not going well and you're like i don't and like i'm such a helper that i'm like i need to like interact (laughs) and like save one of these people but you can't you have to let them like do their thing (laughs) but i also wonder like that that moment to me yeah i guess you're supposed to be sympathetic to meg ryan's character I wonder how that played then versus now and also just how this conversation about like politics and dating played then versus now in general, because like, I also will say, go on, sorry, go on. No, 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 go on. Um, I will say like, you're the guest, please. I feel like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) um, I just, you have to take in the fact that this is like 
um, heteronormative white upper middle class couple. Yeah. And so like what like voting is just not that important to her, yeah. maybe, you know, in that perspective. Like like even I think back then, if I was an adult, uh, I'm like a South Asian queer brown person. <laughs> and like if someone came up to me and was like, I didn't vote, I would I I would be like I wouldn't like throw them off completely because like I, I understand context of like some marginalized people not deciding not to vote and mm-hmm. like I understand the history of like what voting is like mm-hmm. for people but I would question it and I would be very suspicious especially if it was a white guy like yeah you know like especially if he's a millionaire yeah. or whatever he is yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my issues with the movie is kind of that her character is a bit unrealistic like I didn't. I didn't understand why she was interested in this guy who shut down her business. Like that was like the whole movie. I was like, yeah. What? Oh, is it? I have a lot of she, feelings about that. Shut yeah. down. He's like, oh, I shut down your business. Oh no. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Yes, it was so. I, I don't know. I found that like very off-putting for his character too. Like, just, yeah, like, still wanting to. What? I think also, yeah, I think we should definitely get to that. I just want to say one thing about uh, the politics thing again. Like, yeah, she also frames herself as like a political person, I suppose. Not not entirely, but like her whole pursuit, like you're saying, Hannah, is like, I am the small business owner. I'm going up against this big business and, uh, you know, staging these uh, protests and whatever, these articles and, and all that. Um, but yeah, like she also shops at Starbucks every day. She also, like, didn't vote. Like, I don't really know what we're supposed to be getting from her. Also, yeah. when Tom Hanks was, like, giving his speech about Starbucks and how great it was to, like, oh my have a God. sense of self, I was like, this is weird. Like, you're just buying something. Yeah. Like, I don't know if <laughs> yeah. I actually, okay, I, I do have, like, I was, like, I don't think it's that deep, but I was like, I do get it from his character perspective because he is someone who like works mm-hmm. in business and his job is to like find a way to like make people feel like special buying something. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I can I I'll start the summary now soon, but like, can I just start <laughs> share my one unhinged please, like please. Starbucks? I I was a very sad Starbucks too, and like I remember, I still remember this woman's drink, and um, she <laughs> like it was like the most unhinged drink I've ever experienced to making, <laughs> where. Um, she ordered a venti cafe misto with blonde coffee. So let me break it down for you what that means. A mis- cafe misto is basically, instead of like a latte, it's, um, it's like coffee and steamed milk. So it's half coffee, half steamed milk. So it's a bit more watered okay. down. Um, okay. and then blonde is like the lightest form of coffee that you can get. Okay. So she ordered that like that, but she always wanted more milk than coffee. And she wanted, um, she wanted it with non-fat milk. And then she also wanted, um, sugar. She wanted five pumps of sugar-free vanilla and, um, okay. and then like what? also a drizzle of caramel sauce. Relax. On top of it. What does she need? <laughs> and I was like, wh- and I remember, I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we need, this is like a whole other, (laughs) we can start a whole other podcast for this. (laughs) Okay, should I begin the summary? Yeah. (laughs) All that we got so far was that. uh, Okay. Yeah. I did begin. Okay. Okay, okay. I'll like say, I'll like shame you guys if you talk. (laughs) Uh, um, Okay, so we're at the beginning. There's a weird animation scene. Um, We go in, well, the animation scene is like, kind of like this, like, 
like new version of New York coming essentially, and then you uh, go into. Oh, um, that's sick! That's a cool ooh. visual metaphor. I didn't even think of that. I just thought it was a nice computer graphic, but it is true. It's like this is it's a maybe about that's what I'm thinking. gentrification, kind of. Mm. Maybe. Uh, and it's like this um, is the new thing coming in, replacing the old. New, yeah. So then uh, we go into, uh, we're in Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan's apartment. She has a beautiful apartment in the East Village, I think. And she's just, uh, her boyfriend's sleeping over and he leaves and then there's sneaky music and um, she just, she goes on the computer and like starts typing. I think she starts typing someone or no, she gets a letter from him. She checks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, movie. oh Yeah. <laughs> He's the name of the movie. <laughs> they said it, they said it. And they say it too. They say it too. They actually say it. <laughs> and um and then and then basically we cut to uh Tom Hanks who's with his partner and she's saying something like kind of brutal and cutthroat about business, I think. And and then he's writing a letter to her. And then they're both like really excited about it. And then it's like I'm, like this movie is like um really big on montages so there's a one montage of um them walking to work together to like uh dreams by cranberries and oh yeah you wanted to talk about that part yeah it was just like it was fun i love that montage and then you realize that there's like a montage every like 10 minutes of this movie and you're like what is going on (laughs) okay but (laughs) montages montages are the best parts of movies so if you make a whole movie a montage That montage was really cute, though. It's like them like walking separately together, and they know (laughs) each other, and you're like, "That's so cute." And then, um, and then it's like Tom Hanks. You find out that he's like he's part of Fox Books, which is like basically Barnes and Nobles. And uh, he talks to Dave Chappelle, who's in the movie, which I did not remember (laughs) was in the movie. (laughs) Such a surprise. I know. I know. I was like, you're really not using his talents at all. (laughs) Well, this would have been pre like Dave Chappelle being. Famous though, right? When did this really? movie come out? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah. And the Chappelle Show was, was early two thousands. No. Oh, okay. So, so he was just starting out. out then. So yeah, he was probably okay. Yeah, like I think he would have okay. been popular as a stand-up uh, at this point. Okay. And it is weird, like because it's barely okay. a comedic role. No. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like not that funny his role. <laughs> and um and then and then like, basically we cut to uh. What's her name in the movie? Kate? Kim? Kate? Kathleen. Um, And she's in her uh, bookstore, which is across the street or down the corner from Fox Books. And she's talking to her co-worker and she's talking about how she's like talking to someone online. So both of them are like talking separately with their BFFs about how they've met someone online, which is very 2000. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. And yeah. And like they're talking about that and um it's really funny and cute and like you meet some of the other like his her eccentric like friends that all work in the bookstore and then um and then what happens i think you cut to him with his kids or his his his, yeah the kids wait let's talk about the eccentric friends any thoughts on all those let's let's jump (laughs) I love yeah, her. <laughs> I love her. I love those friends. <laughs> he's like this. He's like this place is a tomb. I'm gonna go to nuts where things are fun. <laughs> wow. yeah. You're like okay. I will say he's like kind of. 
Sorry, no, go on, go on, please. No, no, you go, you go. No, you, I insist. Okay, if you insist. <laughs> but only if you insist. Are you sure you insist? I, I'm, I am positive I insist. Okay. I will say, just because we were talking about that joke and also Dave Chappelle not really having any jokes, I don't know if it was only me. It feels very light on comedy for a rom-com. I yes. feel like there are very many jokes in this movie. It's not there's, really a critique. But there's a lot of things I, I, I happening, but not more. that many jokes. Yeah, I agree with you. It Same. is light on the wrong. <laughs> it's so it's a very light on everything movie. <laughs> no, I kind of like these no. tangents. I think we should just keep doing yeah, this. I'm, this is a good. I'm fine with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I also like. I was just like, I don't know. It's like really funny watching like like because like what's his name? The guy who plays like the guy who works at the workshop, uh, the bookshop. He looks familiar. Um, not Dave Chappelle. He looks so familiar. I think he's in a lot of these types of movies. Mm. Is he in Stranger Things? Okay. I think he's there too. Oh, oh he looks like he'd be know. in Stranger Things. <laughs> he does look like he'll be one of the kids. he would be in Stranger Things. <laughs> 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 oh my yes! god. Yes! <laughs> um, they really put some good like, makeup His on. character kind of has like really, um, his character kind of has like really like, um, uh, friend like what is it friend zoned vibe guy like, he's like <laughs> women just women just reject me everywhere i go he totally <laughs> like, does. okay maybe you're just that's <laughs> yeah, sad <laughs> um and then there's like that really fun old lady that's really cute that i really like yeah yeah dated a was <laughs> <laughs> like a dictator a fascist dictator <laughs> <Yes>. yeah <laughs> who like yeah yeah that's supposed to be like the part where it's like where they're talking about politics and dating interacting and she's like well you know she was in love with a fascist dictator so it's that's fine, fine right yeah she's like <laughs> um and then yeah so that happens and then uh um, wait wait can i say one other thing yeah i'm like yeah yeah, yeah please we're doing know, the tangents now so it's fine yeah yeah well just you mentioned hannah that it's light on the rom as well the romance really doesn't happen until the last, like, 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah! And as Funke alluded to earlier, it's really weird. It's a really... I, <laughs> we can get can to I the end when we get something? to the end. But, like, the actual, yeah, okay. there's barely any romance in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to be together Me either. Me too. <laughs> I don't want them to be together. Like, destroyed her bookstore. Yeah. <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. Which I assumed would be the plot line, but that doesn't happen. Like, none of it is... <laughs> yeah. but- Can I just say, if someone, like, no, um, like, that's... I just wanted to, like, a, like go on off, off that, where if someone, like, um, if I was talking to someone online, found out that they were my immediate competition, that they knew this before I knew this, and kept talking to me online, yeah. and then yeah. um, decided... That they were gonna sneak away for them to like for me to fall in love with them after they've already destroyed my business, which has been my entire life, and what my mother <laughs> has like been like living for, and like literally a tribute to my mother, and then did this like weird romantic gesture where they were like, now meet me in a park, and it's me. I'm the actual person you've been talking to for months, for months. I'd be so yeah. mad. I would hate this person. And so she much. said, I wanted it to be you. I'm like, yeah, what? why? <laughs> why did she want that? <laughs> He does nothing to prove in that third act that they should be together because you hate him the whole time. And then I guess the last 15 minutes, the idea is supposed to be like, well, look, he's got like kind of a kind heart. 
he doesn't. He doesn't change at all. He doesn't. And also, it feels like this should be the first act of the movie. Like, it should be that, you know, all, all the stuff that's happened through the whole two hours, it's so inactive and it, it happens so slowly and, and there's nothing that goes on. When they actually meet, that should be, like, 20 minutes into the movie. Because the movie mm. doesn't really start until it yeah. ends. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. That's how it... Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to get so mad. We I should mention also, no. which I usually say off the top of the episode, that uh, you know we're not a bad movie podcast. We don't <laughs> like to just rag on movies. We like to find the good and the bad in things. So hope it doesn't come across the way. I also should mention that I actually had a pretty pleasant time watching this movie. It's only after when I started I getting frustrated about the entire movie. Because it does kind of like just wash over you as like a totally fine experience. I really felt okay watching it. And now I'm kind of more frustrated as we start talking about it. If you think more about it, time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, oh, go ahead. He, no, you go. Oh no. I was just going to say like, it was, it was a really fun watch. I just, maybe not as a rom-com. I like, it feels like what genre, mm. cause a lot of it wasn't as we said earlier, like romantic or comedy. Yeah, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it was still like I was still engaged in the story. I was like, "What's gonna happen yeah. next? Like, how are you gonna go forward with this? And like, who is gonna come up?" Um, and I think yeah, it 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 wasn't too many spots. Like it, it tried to do a, a bit too many things, I think, and it lost me along the way with the with the romance. I couldn't like really root for those characters because I was like, "Well, why are you going for this guy? Like, it doesn't really make sense to me." <laughs> like, how do you own a business? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I was, I just was like, I like, you have no, like, what's your like motivation for anything? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like everything is just so blase for you. And you just yeah. like walk through, and I was like, that's what kind of frustrated me was like, there's no reason for me to care about your life because like, I don't know if you care about your life, you know? <laughs> <Right>. like. <laughs> She lost her job and she she seemed pretty chill about it too and was still talking to this guy and was <laughs> friends with him immediately after. Not even the dating part. Like the yeah. No question. She doesn't question. <laughs> There's no period of like, maybe I shouldn't be getting close to this guy. Yeah. I'm like, girl, do better, please. Please. <laughs> you can do better for yourself. She can. I genuinely think that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, what was I going to say? I was going to say something on, like, the same lines as, like, Hannah, where, like, I really enjoy rom-coms. Like, I think they're really fun and, like, and that's kind of, like, why I picked this movie, I think, is because I think that they can be, like, really polarizing as well. Because mm-hmm. even though I enjoy them, you can, like, clearly, like, usually with a 90s rom-com, you can, like, clearly see the problems, yeah. right? And yeah. you can, but, like, this one, I was, like it's not even just about the problems it's just like the way that the pacing is and like there's so much happening all all at once and there's like really little motivation for anyone in this movie that like yeah I don't know like I was fine watching it like I was pretty like whatever watching it but that thinking back to it I was like I don't I don't know if I like this movie (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry that you came on this this podcast and then realized that you don't like this movie (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what it's for, though? Yeah, to figure out whack. Yeah. And it's also, like, a Hollywood film, and I'm just like, I don't know, like, Hollywood's take on capitalism, I don't know if I'm going to actually, like, agree with. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no like there's no radical stance. There's not it doesn't even really support yeah. the the local business. Like yeah. at least we've talked about a couple of movies now that are like structured kind of on a similar um mm-hmm. uh conflict, like Good Burger and Empire Records, which are both like this small store yeah. is being is threatening to be shut down by That's this true. big business. Uh and those ones which are flawed movies, at least they both end with like yeah, let's support the local business. That one matters. And like death to the big, death to the man. We had insomnia. Yeah. We had insomnia. We had is it whack? We don't like the man. Okay, we, we hate said the that man. many times. We hate the man. Fuck the man. Yeah. But this movie doesn't even really do that. Yeah. <laughs> the movie's just kind of like, yeah, well, the man wins out, and uh, you should still fall in love with him. Um, there's a point in the movie. Uh, where he does the gif that I was talking about before off pod. <laughs> Hell yeah. Where he like rubs his hands together and then like clicks on his keyboard, oh, yeah. Tom Hanks. And he says, I'm a brilliant businessman. <laughs> business. <laughs> yeah. I love his, I love his takes on business. They're all like, it's like clearly this woman knows nothing about business who's writing this movie. <laughs> like she's just like very vaguely saying stuff. <laughs> That yeah, yeah. I kind of <laughs> let's talk about it. I kind of like that as a character thing. I don't know if it ties into any larger point about the movie, but that like yeah, it seems like his business acumen does just come from watching movie or specifically one movie, mm-hmm. specifically watching one movie and then taking whatever points he can from that. Uh, that's a funny character beat or character detail. Although yeah. I can I actually say a point on that? Sorry, I know I'm talking a yes. lot right now. I really no, apologize, everyone. It's no. a podcast I, for talking. It's a podcast. We're supposed to oh, be yeah. talking a lot. Okay. I wonder if having Tom Hanks in this movie was actually a bad thing. Hear me out on this. Because Tom Hanks is a great actor. He's an amazing actor, and I, I don't mean to disparage him by saying this. But, like, his star persona is he's a great, respectable man who is just, like, you know... Uh, morally just and awesome and whatever. And he is like, yeah, we trust him. He's like your dad. And then in this movie at first, I mean, he comes off as like an asshole. Um, But I don't know. I don't know if you ever really, I don't like him because of what he stands for. And uh, I don't know where I'm really going with this, but I just think like it. I agree with you. It's weird and it creates, I think that it could actually be a more interesting movie if you don't see any likable qualities in Tom Hanks at all. But it's like he's fighting against that persona, but we still kind of like find him charming. So at the end of the movie, it just feels like this really like tepid attempt to get them to fall in love. When if he was just like slimy, I might see it as a more interesting movie that at least Mm -hmm. like she fell for this guy who's clearly shitty and what does that mean and whatever. Yeah. I don't know. He's just too likable in a role I, I, that's supposed to be awful. I agree with that. Like I was, when I watched it the second time, I was like, I, yeah, I don't know if like he was the best choice. Oh snap. Oh no. How long ago? Oh no. Oh my goodness. I, what are we going to do? Well, we can just use what we're saying. We'll have breaks. Do you want to re-record stuff you said? I don't remember what I said. <laughs> no. I'm so well, sorry. Well, it's okay. Let's it's just keep hard. going. Well, I mean, we have what what the three of us said, and uh, oh, God. it's fine. Okay, just for anyone who's confused right now, I realize that I paused my recording at 19 minutes, which means for the last... 
20 no 34 minutes um <laughs> the on the fly no recording so if you don't understand the podcast there's a reason for that <laughs> um should i keep going with like small bits of summary yes yeah, please yeah. wait did you have okay, something else so you wanted to say about tom hanks i oh i just thought like i was like i yeah i think that i would have i would have probably he's just too likable he's too likable for this role mm-hmm. like in but i mean maybe that was the point was to like show that maybe a businessman could be likable oh, and fuck but that. yeah yeah, I was like, fuck that. I want I want steaks. <laughs> I feel like the movie takes a very like weirdly apolitical stance on like mm-hmm. economics and like business and whatever. Like it's really centrist and like I don't Yeah. 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 It's like we're literally rooting for the girl that got a manicure instead of voting, getting with the big <laughs> business yeah. owner Who millionaire. It's totally fine with her like elderly friend dating a dictator. Yeah. dictator. Who also like lived with the it Unabomber for a long chill. time and didn't even Yeah. <laughs> um the uh, do you guys remember the scene where she's like at the grocery store and she's like buying something? Oh. And then Joe comes to like buy it for her. Yeah. But then oh, he's yeah. like super oh, condescending so and rude. Like the whole time. That whole scene was just like, oh, what I hate this businessman. Like, and it really does. The cashier yeah. is supposed to be charmed by him. Was yeah. she? I thought she was scared. No, I don't think she, yeah, she yeah, is because she she's no, smiling she was and charmed she's like, by okay. him. And then Meg Ryan's like, thank you. Yeah. And she's like, That was charming. Gives wow. her a face. <laughs> yeah. Ew, what the f- I read that so differently because it didn't come off as charming knowing that guy, knowing that character. No. I was just like, what is this guy doing? Like, I, I think I would get it like, more if, I don't if, know if we were supposed sorry? to be. Sorry. Oh, no, I go. think if Clooney played him, I'd get it. Uh. Um, yeah, actually, that's a really good Clooney's take. good at being Clooney. kind of yeah, slimy, but good. like charming like, guy. Yeah, Tom really. Yeah. Tim is so likable. Yeah. Like, like, can you read me a yeah. bedtime story? Like, like Yeah, <laughs> literally I just Dad, please just cuddle me in bed. <laughs> but not in a sexy way. That was like... kinda gross and creepy. <laughs> yeah, like just fatherly. Just fatherly. <laughs> oh, just... <laughs> um daddy, but not yeah. in a creepy way. Like literal daddy. <laughs> yeah, like literal. Um oh like I think that that scene it was like she like the like the um the cashier who's like the only one of the only person of color people of color in this whole yeah. movie like um like is like really just like angry and off-putting person and like really annoyed with Meg Ryan and like uh Tom Hanks is like kind of able to like little by little like put her, take her guard down by being so charming so like it's not like she's like fully giving in to him and his like and is like kind of like climbing on top of him but is kind of like okay i'll let you slide because you're like kind of cute you know what i mean like i feel like that was the vibe that she was giving right. of like okay like he's kind of cute so i'll like let this whole thing slide and that's what like meg ryan is like really cheesed about is that like he is able to just get away with everything you know yeah. right which would be a great thing to de- dissect in the movie, but no. they never do. <laughs> I and the she just thing marries is, him. <laughs> I was thinking about this during the movie, and I think that 
it falls apart because at the end he doesn't have to atone for his his misbehavior. His but sins? I, I thought his, his sins. sins, the <laughs> sins of his life, uh, which is is true. But um, I was thinking during the movie that it was be, okay. This is like not fully thought out, so just hear me out on this. All good, and let me know what you think. And again, I think that this read totally falls apart. But like through most of the movie, I was like, okay, so this movie's kind of about like how you should confront shitty people to try and make them actually make meaningful change. Like how you, as like someone who's supposedly more progressive can kind of approach a more conservative shitty person and and try to make them actually like see mm-hmm. better in the world. Because Tom Hanks is this kind of like, you know, awful guy and he doesn't react well clearly to like direct personal attacks and confrontation um, throughout you know, the movie, it just causes him to kind of double down on his stances and continue to be awful and attack her back. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when he's confronted with what he's actually being, what he's actually doing, uh, I guess, in private or over these, like, kind email exchanges, he does seem to kind of question, like, the things that he's done to cause her to shut down her business and, and question some of his actions and it seems like it's moving in a direction where it's like, oh, see, this is a better way to like approach people rather than like directly attacking them to approach them with like kindness and see if that makes them change, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. it was uh, interesting in like a movie about the Internet, because I think that like a lot of the way that we debate online, a lot of people on all sides of the political spectrum are certainly guilty of just like attacking 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 without trying to understand and try and um come at it with a more empathetic voice and then cause someone to actually question themselves and change so i thought that that's what the movie was doing and through most of it i was like okay if if it if it succeeds in this mission uh in the third act of the movie i'm into it but like i said i don't think that he ever really needs to or forces him to atone and so I think that that falls apart. But I thought that was an interesting idea mm-hmm. or yeah. could have been an interesting idea. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I, I think the fact that like in and the end, she loses everything and he loses nothing makes it like <laughs> not like, yeah. like not work. But like, I do think that that's what they were trying to go for, which is like this guy who's like really harsh, like learns by this in this way to like, be more considerate for other people. Mm-hmm. It's it's so hard to shake that though that she did lose everything. Like it, yeah, in that moment, yeah. I, guess I, I was really just like scratching my head. I was like, how did we get here? I feel like how did we get here? The movie is more like instead of like telling this big like cool like business guy whatever like to like learn to like care about people. Instead, the movie's basically saying to this, like, very uh, kind of trusting and, like, optimistic, like, small business owner, like, stop trying to live this, like, life of being, like, an independent bookstore owner and dating, like, a political guy and, like, trying to live this facade of being this kind of person and just give it up and be a shitty business person who's mean (laughs) to people. Like... Literally, that's just, like, whatever values you think you have where you're trying to, like, live, they're freaking... Yeah, 
Yeah. Forget Rome about it. The <laughs> In the words of the Godfather, she does forget about them. But <laughs> no, I just really hated her. I'm sorry. I just found almost it's like okay. it was like it's okay. as a woman, I was just like insulted by how stupid she was. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I know a woman wrote it, but like, I'm like, no. But her character's really like, dumb. So. so <laughs> dumb yeah mm-hmm. and just can we talk about no 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 oh, just sorry, i just find her so uncomplicated or interesting or like any of the things that like draw me to like female protagonists and like yeah I don't mm-hmm. know. yeah um can we talk about uh the stepmother and the oh, nanny yeah. for a second yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. part of me was like weird joke but also part of me was like good for her <laughs> like she like <laughs> what was that whole plot she left <laughs> yeah he was she was so it was so weird like she was hitting on him the entire very like very Aggressive. like um what is yeah super forward um and then leaves with a nanny <laughs> what like okay so his grandpa's I didn't even understand the relationship with those children. He oh, okay. now Adam's left. Adam left the meeting. This oh, is a Adam. very messy. Okay, there we go. Adam. Oh, sorry. Okay, I, Adam's sorry. Back. I had to. I cut out for a second there, but I assume what you all were saying was smart. <laughs> all I was, I okay. was asking. Um, Thank you. They had. Oh. His his uncle. <laughs> sorry, his brother and his aunt were the kids, right? Yes. Uh-huh. I, why would he buy, why so, would he take them to the um the bookstore that he's sure that down? he was like going to demolish? They, don't, they didn't have a kids section at his place yet and it wasn't open yet and also oh, still so they were doing like day. a book reading and he wanted to buy them. But I agree. Mm. I also just I felt like all the stuff with like the like stepmother and like the kid, it just all felt like unnecessary like i feel like the movie is too long and this was like another part where mm-hmm. it was like well, this is doesn't necessarily mm. have also, to be here, like yeah. him and his dad with their like yacht side by side they're like <laughs> oh he left like... his wife and now he's sleeping on his yacht like oh yeah. my gosh <laughs> also like Poor him. i was like i just don't care about your dad like i don't know why your dad needs to be your dad and your grandpa, Pick grandpa one. need to be in this yeah <laughs> like there's too many old white guys in this movie <laughs> and they all suck <laughs> um i guess it's yeah. to illustrate this like uh, generational wealth thing and how you know mm-hmm. whatever and because her her business also was like inherited from her mom but i guess the idea True. is like that one is passed down with love and she actually has this like tender care for the business but uh his is just like uh cold hard cash cash that's the only thing that really matters to him <laughs> and yeah. to that generation Money. to that, that family and maybe it's supposed to make you almost allow yourself to like tom hanks a bit more because it's like well the, he didn't choose like this is just the family business he's not like mm-hmm. But yeah, but he seems like the but most he's ruthless one. Oh, no, I, dinner and he I likes um, it. agree. I, like, agree yeah. with yeah, you guys, yeah. but I think maybe the movie's, like, reasoning is, like, you know, he's just doing what he has to do. I don't know. It's, like, just, like, a weird idea for a rom-com. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I was just thinking about mm-hmm. something that yeah. I thought might make 
the end better. I know that she, you know, like you're saying, Hannah, I'm, I, it seems like Nora Ephron wanted to just illustrate reality, what actually happened at the store closed. But when Tom Hanks was looking at Meg Ryan in the children's section and being such a great, like, person there or whatever, I thought that, like, the big business was going to, like, team up with the small business or whatever. Maybe, like, he would give her that section of the store so it, like, becomes a... Uh, the child, the child section is like, like, I, I just thought there's gonna be something like that. And I feel like in a normal movie, that's what would happen. It's like, she would still get to run her business, even if it gets swallowed by this big corporation, it would be bittersweet, because yeah. she wouldn't still have the business. But it's like, at least she would get to continue her passion. Yeah. Also, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone watch the Mindy Project? That's no. Danny yeah. from the Mindy Project, the guy working in the store. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, I don't remember oh, his wow. name. I think but, he's like, yeah. I forget his name too. Like Chris something. I was like, Chris. I forget his name, but yeah, I was like, oh my god, he's like, he looks yeah, so young. So yeah, so young. So I know cute. he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, I'm th- trying to think of other thoughts I have about this movie. Where were you in the plot? <laughs> you were going through it. Oh, true. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I was still at the beginning. Okay, so then they end up. So he like hangs out like basically he has like a meetup with his um his like aunt who is 10 maybe and his uh his brother who is like four and he hangs out with them and they do like it's another montage of them doing fall things um awesome oh, yeah and then <laughs> and then they end up at the bookstore and that's when like our char- our like main characters first meet and they don't realize that they also know each other online but they're uh but like they're talking and then um i forget why he gets like really like uh scared of like her finding out that his name is his he's fox like he's the guy owning yeah. the store cuz he shouldn't be there the street so yeah, yeah. and like <laughs> and he but something happens where he's i think it's because his his brother is like spelling out Fox and he doesn't want him to say like, that's their last name. And so like, he like kind of just buys a bunch of books and scuttles away because he's like really freaked out. And then they meet at a Christmas. Wait, there's something nice there though. That I thought was a decent character beat that he, he wasn't going to buy this like really expensive book. But then, yes, and then he does. Yeah, when he has the like human connection with her, and I guess it's like his guilt is like, oh yeah, I mm-hmm. should, I should buy something, and that's what that was the first. Yeah, yeah, that was the first moment why I started to think about that read of the movie that I said a minute ago, where I was like, okay, I was like, oh okay, like this is a nice way that he's going to be forced to actually change. Yeah, nothing yeah, comes of it. Point. But I, I, yeah. I like that moment. Yeah, <laughs> nothing comes. Of- um, yeah, and it's like the first time you they meet each other, and like I think that like. Tom Hanks is like, oh, this like person's like really adorable and charming, and like she's kind of like aloof. Like she's pretty aloof through the entire movie, to be honest. Yeah. Um. But like, uh, and then she go, they go to like a her and her boyfriend and Tom Hanks and his girlfriend go to a Christmas party, and they end up at the same one. And she doesn't know that he's Joe Fox yet, so they bump into each other at like the cocktail area, and then he like runs away because he's freaked out and she um 
she gets stopped by some random guy who's like, oh shit, I can't believe you were talking to that guy. His name is Joe Fox. And they confront each other about it. They have a Ooh, whole scene about caviar. Do they ever? Um, oh, and he takes so yeah. much caviar. He, he takes, takes so much caviar, which is like, just not even it's that gross. good. Ew. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and this is when like, you kind of are like, oh, they're really good actors and they really get along with each other as actors. Like they're really charming as like a mm-hmm. duo. Like they work well together because they're just like playing off each other really well. Like she's like taking food from his plate and like, it's really like funny what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and then like Joe and then her husband, not her son, her boyfriend uh, comes up to her and he's like, uh, she's like, Oh look, this is Joe Fox. And then he goes, this is my favorite part of the movie where she goes, how do you sleep at night? And then Parker Posey comes in and she tells, she talks about an ambient that she takes. <laughs> and she's like, lovely, wonderfully. Just take half though. Parker Posey so makes every movie better. She's so funny. Have you seen her in Best in Show? She's no. so funny. Oh yeah. It's really good. I- um, But... And then like, and that's also a moment and, where you're like, oh, I guess these opposites kind of attract too, because Parker Posey yeah. and uh, whatever the guy's name is seem to get along pretty well. They do, but he's just like a narcissist and just wants people. <laughs> yeah, to that's true. <laughs> She's like a complete like uh, kind of what's the word like a networker like she's like yeah she's just feeding into his ego because she wants a book deal or whatever yeah exactly and then you find out that like he really likes typewriters at some point like he has like so many typewriters (laughs) and then like literally when i saw that happen this is frank by the way meg ryan's boyfriend I, like, have such an eye roll because I feel like we all know some dude who collects, like, weird antique Mm. items where you're like, what is this serving (laughs) to you? Well, he's a writer. I guess he doesn't need that many typewriters. He's also (laughs) the Unabomber. And he pauses her. He's a writer. He's a writer with a typewriter who hates computers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then... Go on. um, When he... Sorry. This is... I was just thinking about Tom Hanks. Uh... When he figures out that they have been talking online before she does, I think that part I was like, this is getting a little weird. Like, why? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Why continue to pretend, especially when he like was he's pretending to be friends with her. The whole part before was odd. I, I, it wasn't charming to me. Was it charming to you guys? Like, not at all. No, I, I definitely did not see it as charming. And I think that like, yeah, it. It sucks that they end up together because that's such shitty behavior. I thought that it was kind of my favorite part of the movie, though, in terms of just like a movie mm-hmm. until it mm-hmm. unraveled. Because at least there's some kind of tension that he knows something that she doesn't know. And when he doesn't show up at the date um, or the first meetup, when he realizes it's her and then doesn't show up and then she's all sad and then he does show up and he has this like knowledge that she doesn't have. I mean, you know, you often say in movies, tension comes from one character knowing something that someone else doesn't or the audience Mm -hmm. knowing something that certain characters don't. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was at least a moment where it's like, okay, I can see characters knowing different things and how that's forcing them to interact in a specific way. But yeah, but but I definitely don't think it was charming. Yeah, Yeah, that was a that was a really good scene when they Mm -hmm. when he like goes to her um, and like, 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 is just kind of like mean to her. And like mm-hmm. this really, it's like, it's obviously mean and I would never want someone to do that to me, but also it was like probably like the most memorable part of the movie mm-hmm. because like for the first time you're just seeing like people have stakes in the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you're seeing, yeah. <laughs> they are so mean to each other. 
like that part yeah. was super super mean. I was like, I didn't think she would go that hard, but I guess he told her online to do that. So she and did. he also deserves it. Yeah. 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 He's like a sociopath. I'm sorry, but no. She has the worst taste in men. Like, I yeah. hate her. <laughs> I think it yeah. was also... And I think you said this earlier, Funke. But I think it just doesn't make any sense that this movie is a rom-com. Like, because that scene would work as a whole if they didn't end up together. Like, mm-hmm. even if they just became friends or something. Like, I think that that's a fascinating scene. Um... But in a rom-com where we know they're going to end up together, it does come off as creepy and annoying. And it's like, well, the relationship is beginning on a lie, which is never a good thing. Mm. Um, he lies to her for months. Yeah, for months. For months. <laughs> and like, for months. <laughs> to be fair, that is sort of like a rom-com staple. Is that someone yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, someone but lying for months? Other. But usually you depend on the kind of chemistry between the characters to kind of mm, let you suspend your disbelief and go, yeah, this person sucks, but you know, whatever, my heart is still like in this, in this. I just didn't feel like the movie spent enough time working on their real chemistry, like face to face Mm -hmm. for me to go, okay, yeah, that sucks that he did it, but you know, like that's cute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay, do we want to get our, our whack numbers? Do I want to highlight one other scene. I know Ooh. we... we, we okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. What, Unless you, you want to just speed through the rest of the plot. Okay, cool. I'll just speed through it really <laughs> fast. Uh, so, then, um, so then they meet at Christmas. They, like, that's when the rivalry, start, rivalry starts. And, um, and basically, like, her business slowly starts to shut down. You, you get, like, a lot of... Um, she gets like some support, but you like really she's not really fighting it because she do- she doesn't believe in fighting for this, which is like so silly. Um, and then, uh, doesn't believe in and, fighting for anything. Um, yeah, and she just and then um, what hell like what else happens? Like it's like really hard because this movie just going through a, a year in a life with like things slowly happening, so you kind of lose track of things. Mm. But um, but basically, there's that one point where she's just like. They still don't know that they're talking to each other online and she calls to Tom Hanks for help about business and he's like, you should like send in the mattresses or whatever, which is like a godfather line. I, never I don't know godfather. what that means. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And like, uh, and, um, and so she starts becoming like really like much more brutal and like starts this whole like petition and campaign against Fox, but it only like heightens their business and like she's still struggling really badly and then um, and in the same in like the same breath, her partner is getting more publicity because he's the one who's like making articles about this stuff. And so um, and their relationships like whatever. It's like kind of like it seems like they just don't care about each other that much. And um, mm-hmm. and then she basically the like around after Christmas, her business shuts down. And then and at the same time, she also breaks up with uh, Frank, I guess his name is, and uh, it's like a pretty lackluster breakup. Like they just they argue over the fact that he was definitely flirting with someone while he was on TV doing an interview about the bookstore, and then they go see a movie <laughs> Which where was she talks sexy. about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a sexy scene. <laughs> they were very flustered with each other, and the interviewer and him, and then he goes to see a movie with 
Meg Ryan. That's where she talks about how her friend dated a fascist dictator. <laughs> they get into a fight about politics, and then she they just have like a good out of the theater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and then she storms out when he's like, "I don't. I think you should vote." <laughs> She's like, how dare you tell me to vote? How dare you? <laughs> and they go have like a glass of wine, and then they break up. And like very, very maturely, um, where they're just like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it, which is great in real life. Not that fun watching in a movie. <laughs> and um, and uh, and they go about like about their way, like they part ways. You never see him again in the movie. He she then like is just heartbroken over the fact that her store is shutting down. You get this like kind of like cheesy. I don't know if I'd call her heartbroken. Of... Yeah, Monkey <laughs> said this earlier. It's like she's, she says it. She says like, heartbroken. Really chilling in her clothes. She's like, she's like, she's like, she's like, she's she's like, she's like, she's like, she's epiphany in an elevator he gets stuck in an elevator with his girlfriend this is the scene i wanted to talk and... about because i think <laughs> yeah we you, can talk about this. you mentioned this scene to, i don't really have much to say about it but like yeah. did you mention this scene to me like one of the first times we ever talked i feel like you said Who? something me yeah you Saba. what did i say <laughs> i don't know i just feel like you were like yeah there's this long scene and you've got mail where they're in an elevator uh, and they just like I've literally never said that before in my life <laughs> I've never said those words before in my life <laughs> okay you, am I, was I talking about the M. Night Shyamalan movie where they're in the elevator yeah I, mean, I feel like we were talking about those movies are, that I assuming very different movies yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, and there's also I'd a part in Cloud Atlas M. Night Shyamalan had directed this hmm because then oh. it would have been a twist, twist that twist he was would have been a twist. Yeah. The twist, what it would have been that he's the big businessman. Oh, there's also a part in Cloud Atlas oh. where they're stuck in an elevator for a while. You remember that, Saba? We saw that one together. Yeah, we saw that, that one. Together. We for that sure like talked about. We bonded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. elevator scene, we definitely oh. talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if whoever's whoever I did talk to about that, if that actually happened and it wasn't a dream, if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Tell me that you said that to me. Okay. <laughs> what if someone just lies to you? Oh, well. Yeah, well. <laughs> I really want to know who you talked to about the elevator scene with. <laughs> and also because, like, it got to it and I was like, okay, this is going to be, like, a big set piece. They're going to have, like, a long conversation because, like, someone has told me about this scene. I thought it was you, Sava. And then it was, like, five seconds. He has an epiphany and then it's like, oh, yeah, well. It just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it literally ends in, like, in literally he's someone's like why would you like i want to just be with my wife and or like whatever like the the elevator guy is like i want to like gonna i'm marry gonna ask her. my girlfriend to marry me <laughs> yeah which like isn't asking if she wants to marry him um but <laughs> but like is like um and then he looks at parker posey and is like actually never mind <laughs> yeah, yeah. Break out. parker posey's like where's my tylenol or where's my tiktok yeah, and tic-tac. he's like oh my god this materialistic bitch i'm gonna go sleep on my yeah. yacht <laughs> yeah. like he's like hates I'm how gonna... like superficial she is blah 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 it's like yeah. you're a stupid it's just, millionaire it's a mirror like, it's literally just a mirror to him <sighs> But also, like, it's not like, 
I just hate this idea that like people who read are not materialistic. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that Meg Ryan is very materialistic. Like she look at her apartment. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And if um, it's supposed to be framed like it's like, well, she's the I, I guess it's supposed to be framed like this. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it's like, yeah, she's the intelligent one who likes books and doesn't care about material items. Yeah. But it's like how what how is intelligent? that true? But also, like, I feel like <laughs> Parker Posey and Greg Kinnear's characters are supposed to be kind of, like, extreme ends of, like, each of their sides. Like, Parker right, Posey is right. just, like, all about business and, like, material goods. And, like, Tom Hanks is trying to live that life, but he's more in the middle. And then Greg Kinnear is a lunatic who's, like, really old-fashioned about, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, technology and is, like, yeah. typewriters. And... Meg Ryan's trying to do that, but she's more in the middle too. And like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. it sides with the centrist and, people, and that's who the focus yeah, of the movie is, yeah. which is like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> Why are don't we watching vote. this? Support Just don't vote. Business. Don't do anything. Those are the messages. <laughs> don't about about your stupid. Day. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to call it stupid. Um, no, it's okay. Um, and then <laughs> basically that's like the turning point where he's like, I'm gonna like start befriending Meg Ryan and make her fall in love with me, trick her into falling in love with trick me. Trick her, yes. <laughs> oh my so God. So then he likes, yeah. And like, then for like the last like 20 minutes is just them being romantically involved. Like the first like hour and a half is just them fighting with each other. And then the <laughs> last turning 20 minutes is like a turning point of like them becoming friends and her talking to him about this guy that she's seeing, like, that she's talking to online, and him, like, kind of manipulating the situation, and like, in his favor in some yeah. ways, yeah. which is, like, really weird and gross. And uh, and then they meet, and she's like, first of all, they have dinner, like, they have lunch, and then he, then, then Tom Hanks as mystery man is like, meet me at four o'clock at, like, some New York place. I've never been to New York. And, um... <laughs> And like, and oh, and you gotta go to New sees, York. You gotta see the. I sights. gotta go to New York. I love New York. <laughs> the buildings. New York. <laughs> They're so high. That's a place, right? <laughs> Coffee shops. Yeah. <laughs> Art. Maybe don't go and, right now, though. Um, yeah. Yeah, maybe Wait I'll hold off for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then his dog runs into someplace and he's like berkeley i don't know bingsley bobsley i don't know his dog's name. it's one of those <laughs> yeah and like is running after him and then she finds out that it's him and she runs up to him and cries and is like i wanted it to be you all along and they kiss and like a cute song plays and that's the movie that's you got mail mm-hmm. couple mm-hmm. couple quick things take a walk down whack actor avenue we'll do these segments really quick Ooh, who's the yes. wackest performance okay I'm gonna go with uh, the boyfriend. I like that guy. I already talked about how I, how how what my thoughts are on that. Um, got no more to say. I love Dave Chappelle as a as a performer. So I was always mm-hmm. excited every time he was on screen. But he didn't really get to do anything or make he any jokes. Any, so yeah. I don't know I if like, I can really put him in my wackest performance. I feel like he's wackest performance because just the wackest. The last person I expected to see on this movie yeah. was yeah. Dave Chappelle. So mm-hmm. that's maybe why he would belong there um because everyone else i'm like yeah i would see you in like a late 90s rom-com for me it's gotta be that the grandma or whatever who 
Dating the dictator. <laughs> Wait, the youngest, the ten-year-old. Sorry, not the, not the grand. Birdie. The gra- <laughs> Birdie. No, no, she's the she was aunt. An aunt. She's yeah. the aunt. <laughs> yeah. The Birdie, older. Yeah. Yes, Birdie. Um, really interesting because she seemed very sweet, but then you hear this dictator stuff a little later, and you're like, um, that's true. What? I think Meg Ryan's the wackest character in this movie. Ooh, yeah, kind of Hot wack. take. Hot take. <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> but it's real. I agree with you, though. I yeah. Honestly, I don't know if I've seen Meg Ryan in anything other than this. I haven't seen, like, any of those, like, kind of staple rom-coms. And I just was like, what? Who? Why? I don't... Mm. I just... <laughs> I, I get how she could be cute or charming, but I... This is just... She's too much... Mm. I'd take Zoe Deschanel over her, like truly. Yeah, she's like almost like infantile cute, you know? Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. It's to the point where you're like, do you not know how to make an adult decision? <laughs> like, like <laughs> literally, I. That's true. Yeah. It's how true. are you running a business? <laughs> how are you not worried about your business? Like, of course, your business closed because you're literally like 13 and it's supposed to be cute that she's like i guess passionless or just sees life so happy everything's <laughs> all good all the time it's like don't don't have strong feelings about stuff don't get mad about stuff love this As guy in, unconditionally for some reason because she's like living in this like fairy tale and she's all like whimsical right. but like i was like quirky woman myself <laughs> i'm offended <laughs> She's yeah. she's giving us a bad rep. I agree with you. We as have someone who an intelligence. As someone who does have a few tattoos, I will say, <laughs> like she's not. This is a bad. I can make an adult decision in my life. <laughs> okay, uh, women can be ethereal and also like know, just and be like functioning like people. Like yeah. Like I'm just I angry agree. because I feel like it's. I feel like it's like like I don't know. I hate it. I hate that a woman can't be cute and complicated. I am very cute and very complicated. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Period. Let him know. <laughs> and the show's over. <laughs> Boom. I can't wait for your one woman show, Hannah. Cute and complicated. Cute and complicated. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, what can we learn about being on the internet from this movie? Don't meet up with strangers yes. that you meet on the internet. Delete like, any God dating sake. apps now. <laughs> it's Honestly, yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, um, I was going to ask, was AOL a thing here? Like, was, because uh, I grew up in the States, so was AOL, like, a big thing in Canada or no? I think we're I all would, too young to yeah, know. Yeah, as a bit too, it, MSN oh, okay. was the big one for, for Yeah. For us. MSN was pretty big here, but I remember cuz I remember being like uh thinking like, "Oh, like I think that AOL was like more of an American thing." So, yeah, that was just a it question. It makes I sense, had. right? It's like America yeah. online, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. But I've heard people again, talk about AOL, but I, I yeah. 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 Like, I yeah. was on MSN Messenger, like, at the very end of it. Mm. So, like, I really don't know. 
True, yeah. and then it was BBM, okay. I feel like, for a while. Blackberry. No, oh, so oh, yeah, I, I never had, had a Blackberry. Blackberry when neither. everybody got iPhones. Got an iPhone? Yeah, same here. I got a Blackberry, and everyone's like, what are you doing? You're, like, very behind us. <laughs> I got it just like a BBM. And there was yeah. nothing special about BBM. Oh, <laughs> it was just message. It was just exclusive. But that yeah. still exists. I would say that still exists with iMessage right now. Like the same kind of idea. Ooh, and some people yeah. are so like annoying about it. In high Can school, I tell you my best have a I have a Google Pixel now. Yeah. Get a lot of hate for that. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah. You know how many times up. people have been like, why are you green? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, the green text, yeah. Legit, though. People are like that. It's so annoying. No, in high yeah. school, my friends and I had a group chat on our iPhones, and then I got an Android phone for a bit, and I was like, can we switch to our group chat to Facebook? And they were like, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just can't be in the group chat. Oh, my what? God. Your friends are That's actually I know. I, they're still my friends, but they don't listen okay. to this, so. Huh. Okay. <laughs> um should we give our scores yeah yes so on this so uh saba i know you've listened to the pod but just to refresh mm-hmm. we yeah. rated on a scale of one to five but just in terms of whackness we just talk about whackness okay. and whackness i mean that could mean honestly whatever it means to you yeah. i think we all have different definitions okay. of what whack is um okay. and five is the wackest yeah okay Cool. So, do you want me to go to first? You <laughs> should go last. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Anyone want to go first? You go first. You're talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am talking. Um, okay. This movie, I feel like there's some concepts I re- I'm really digging. I like the I like talking about small bookstore being shut down by big bookstore, but the rom-com elements were confusing. I did I as I said before, I couldn't root for the couple and that's what you want to do in a rom-com. So I'm going to say a 3. A 3 whack level. It's right there in the rhythm a little further yeah. than the middle, but yeah. I just didn't like Tom Hanks in this. I didn't I couldn't like him. He didn't make me want to like him. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Uh we were saying this off the top that a rom-com the strength in it is how much you really want the relationship to be together and uh i actively did not want them to be together (laughs) so (laughs) that's definitely a failure of the movie i think that it's like whack on some moralistic levels but i don't think it's really like cinematically whack at all it's kind of uh it's it's actually yeah it's pretty run-of-the-mill um so i'm just gonna give it a solid uh 2.5 um but honestly, thanks for uh, getting us to watch this app because I've been wanting to watch all of Nora Ephron's movies and I'd only seen Bewitched. Oh, okay. So that's okay. good motivation. I'm glad that it was like, um, I, some people can get really like ro- eye-rolly about rom-coms, so I'm glad that it was oh, like taken love well. eye-rolly <laughs> about rom-coms. a passionate rom-com. defender yeah. of rom-coms. I think we all Thank love you. rom-coms. And this on, podcast uh, is, is all about movies that people give you eye-rolls for. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> exactly. great. Um, when this is over, let's all watch rom-coms together. <laughs> let's do it. Yes. yes. Definitely. I am going to give this movie a 3.5 mm. because nice. I think... It's whack that the movie is so unsure of itself and really hits or misses all its marks, but then it still bored me. Hmm. And that's whack. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say 3.5. Okay. 
Um, I'm gonna, I'm with, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give it a three. Uh, I feel like there are lo- like, I feel like it's a movie that I would probably watch again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like enjoyable enough that I would like can turn it on and like, just like kind of enjoy it with someone or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the stakes weren't there for me. The character development was really like lackluster. Um, the whole, like. I feel like there was too much going on. Like we've said this before, but yeah, like just to reiterate, like if it was like one thing or another, like big business and small business or like online dating, it would have been like much more clean or like clear, but there was just too much going on and not enough like proper stance or stakes that I wasn't invested, but it did make me feel good when I watched it. So that has to count for something. Nice. That's all that matters. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But yeah. Uh, so Thanks that... for having me. Oh, this is so fun. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. We're not done just yet. Oh, okay. You can't just leave. Oh, just we're not yet. done. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> uh, so that brings us in at a uh, average score of three on the wackometer. Okay. Which is that uh, is so funny. We yeah. marked this as wacker than daisies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we this. <laughs> That's. Uh, I, I think it is though. I will stand by it. I kind of think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Daisies. I'll watch it now and I'll like text you guys and be like, I agree. <laughs> Daisies is oh, nuts please. though. Yeah. Yeah, but, great but not, this movie's not trying to be whack and Daisies is trying to be whack. Yeah. Therefore, mm. it's reverse psychology. Yeah, Daisies is, I mean, we, I feel like we've talked about this on multiple episodes, but Daisies yeah. is like an experimental Czechoslovakian new wave film. And it, it's like, yeah, of course it's going to be weird. <laughs> Yeah. But it wasn't like it was like a whack movie. It was just really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh, last outs? thing. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to say, so this is a shout out segment where we shout out anyone who's ever told us that they've listened to the podcast. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Nara is not here on this episode today, but Nara wanted to shout out Ify, who Ifa. said, Ifa, who said, well, let me just find the quote. Nara said, can someone shout out Ifa tomorrow? I ran into her and she says she likes to listen while walking her dog. Oh my gosh. I wish we had the dog's That's name so too. That's so sweet. Give the dog a shout out. <laughs> I have my first shout out. <gasps> oh my God. Um, My shout out is to Clea who messaged oh! me and said that she listens to uh, us at work and to keep them coming. Hey. And that wow. I was funny. So. You are. Oh my god. Aww. Yeah, you are funny. So thanks for listening, Clea. Oh my god. Um, fun, so, Clea. You are great. I'm so happy we have uh listeners who are telling us they're listening. Let's yeah, go. Yes. It up. <laughs> this is great. I love this segment. Um yeah, I'm, this is the best. I'm gonna get my mom to listen. We'll get a shout out from her soon. Or for oh, her. Oh yes. It'll be exciting. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but I, the one joke that I, <laughs> I actually really love was uh, when they went to the movie theater and then someone tells uh, Meg Ryan's boyfriend to shush and he's like, a hot dog is singing. You need quiet when a hot dog is singing? Because <laughs> it was still in like the uh, pre-show before the show. And Were they watching the Sausage Party? <laughs> <laughs> can I, yeah, you I can talk wanna... during sausage party 
What what is it with movies and like staging arguments in movie theaters and having like that's such a weird thing that they do. Is that a thing? Yeah, I, I maybe I'm just I feel like there's always movies and then someone's like, guys, shut up and they're like, We're talking here. Yeah. It's like, okay. I don't know. Well it's a tense spot because it's like you're supposed to be quiet. I've never argued with argue. anyone in a movie theater. No, me neither. It's the worst place to argue with people. Yeah. Watch a movie. It's probably where I'm calmest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. well, movie theaters. Thanks for being how, on the episode. Wait, how does the movie end? Oh, they kiss, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we should all kiss. Guys. And then we'll pan up to the sky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> Okay. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on to the yeah, show. Yeah, oh my gosh. Amazing. Yeah. You're a best guest. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. Best guest? Best guest. Oh my list. gosh. <laughs> Only going up now, baby. <laughs> no, but thank you so okay, much for joining us and for the movie as of well. Of course, no. It's it a fun time. No, thank you. I had a lot of fun. This is like, I mean, it's only Tuesday, but this is like the most exciting thing I've done all week. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this message is directly to Saba, one of my dearest friends. Thank you for being on this episode. <laughs> Everyone else, close your ears. Actually, that was the end of what I was going to say. Thank you. <laughs> um, also, thank you to Ian Mills for the music and to Emma Goodluck for the art. You have heard those words of me saying them before, but it's always worth a thank you. Thank you to you for listening to learn more about Insomniac Film Festival. Go to at Insomniac Fest or insomniacfestival.com. Next week, we wrap up our isitwack.net series with a Undecided. Seb is still figuring out what he wants to talk about. So uh, come on back and find out, as we all will. All right. See you soon. And uh, yeah. Ding, you've got mail. <laughs> you got podcast. <laughs> Bye.